You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so I think that that is the best way to prepare, to know as much as you can about what happens in the theater is like the biggest resource you'll have. Welcome to the Black Business of Broadway, a podcast brought to you by the Broadway League and Black to Broadway. Here we highlight the stories, how-tos, and successes of the Black professionals and legends of Broadway. I'm your host, Janine Scott. Today we have a Broadway and touring company manager with over 20 years of experience in the performing arts. Please welcome Miss Kim Shaw. Kim holds a Bachelor of Arts in Theater from Spelman College and a Master of Fine Arts in Theater Management and Producing from Columbia University. Some of Kim's Broadway and touring credits include Moulin Rouge the Musical, Diana, A Bronx Tale, and The Lion King. Kim is the company manager for Bad Cinderella, which is currently in previews. Welcome, Kim. Hi, how are you, Janine? So glad to be here. I am so glad to have you and to finally be able to have a conversation. We have we have been hitting a lot of uh, the different positions, mm-hmm. but company manager has not uh, has not been talked about yet. So I am so happy to have you as our first company manager to talk to. Yeah, I'm happy to talk so, about company management anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so can we? Can you? Can you go back a little and tell us? You know, how old you were when you first saw your Broadway show and. What what role did that play in inspiring you to build a career in the arts or on Broadway? Yeah, well, I saw my first show when I was four years old at the St. Mm. James, and um, I loved it. I think in that moment, I knew that I wanted to pursue um, theater and Broadway specifically. I mean, it's like been my entire life. Um, my parents were actually in the theater. That's how they met. And so they like met wow. in theater class at Fordham Lincoln Center. <laughs> my mom was a producer. My dad was a director. They went out on a date. They went to La Mama. They ran into Robert De Niro. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And the, and the rest is history. And so, you know, both of them ended up doing other things to provide a lovely life for me. Um, but that love of theater never went away. And I think that we maybe saw every musical on Broadway every season. If it was a tough ticket, 
you know, maybe not. But even, like, I think I stood for my first show when I was 10. So it was, right, to just get in and see all the shows. And it was just a part of who we were. They both worked in the city. I studied piano at Manhattan School of Music. So we were in the city every single Saturday. So I had lots of opportunities to see a show. And my most of my childhood, I just knew I wanted to do theater. I thought I was going to be, like, a pit musician, And Mm -hmm, I went to school mm -hmm. as a classical pianist um, and quickly found out that I had no interest in singing for my supper any longer. (laughs) 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 And that, you know, it's intense, right? And it's intense to be studying music here in the city and it's intense when you get to school. And after 15 years of playing intensely, I was like, I'm finished here. Um, And that's how I made the transition to theater. Like when you're a music major, you have to have another fine arts credit. And so I went across the hall and I went to the theater department and I took stagecraft and did lighting and was a stage manager for uh, for a musical. And kind of the rest is history. Um, And while I was there, I did the internship um, as a company manager at The Lion King. And it was its first year. Um, so oh, wow. A, so it was a very, very, very exciting time. Um, and to walk into the building several times a week and see at the time there were 53 people in that cast. And for them to have somebody who looked like them handing mm-hmm. them their paycheck on a weekly basis is something that a lot of them had never experienced before. Um, and so Sam Wright, God rest his soul, I just came in one day. I was so upset. I was like, oh, my gosh. And usually, you know, I try to pull myself together, but I was Mm -hmm. young, and that was a day that I could not. And, you know, he really, like, sat me down, and he said, you know, please don't give up. Because, you know, at that point in time, there had been other black company managers, but there weren't any. And he said, we come to work every single day working for people who do not look like us And if you can stand it, you will make a change and a difference in every single company moving forward. It won't be easy, but it is worth it for you to do it. And that has stuck with me through the ups and the downs and seeing people get jobs over me who were less qualified and less educated and all those other things, knowing that Mm -hmm. eventually I was going to walk into a room of people who look like me. I was going to be in charge of their work space and how they got paid and to be a resource just to know that there's somebody on the management team who is not asking you to perm your hair so you can get a wig on like that kind of thing and that's really really been my motivation over the years because I think company management is not an easy job and you have to be called to do it and um, that was my call to do it. So can you tell can you tell the audience a little bit more about what a company manager is, who they are and and what role they play? So company manager is on the management producing side of things and we are the producers representative in the theater for the eight shows a week. Um, we represent them to the cast and the crew, to the theater owners to making sure that the box office numbers are things that we agree on, to the marketing teams when we're out on the road, to the presenters and the producers. And we're responsible for making sure that everybody who works on the show has the resources they need to get the show done. Um, And so it is 
the days are long. You know, we start mm-hmm. anywhere between 9 and 11 o'clock in the morning. And we really don't take our first, like, breath until the curtain goes up at the end of the night. And uh, we are responsible for, like, we'll do things that are, like, every single week we run the payroll. Every single night we sign off on the box office statement. We report the numbers back to the producers and the general managers. Um, We check in with the cast and the crew. We manage the workers' compensation. We're the liaison between human resources if you have a company. If not, we take that responsibility on. We handle the travel, the housing, transportation for all the people who work on the show, both cast, crew, creative team. Um, and, you know, we are the first frontline managers of the show. Some people call us the CFO of the production. Um, yeah. But that's basically, uh, basically, but that's really kind of what we do. <laughs> I'm like, C- I'm like CFO, COO, <laughs> CEO, <laughs> really. So what, I'm, because you all do, as a company manager, you do a lot. You wear the human resources hat. Sometimes you wear the treasurer hat. Sometimes you wear the you wear the therapist hat, even though, (laughs) you know, that's not really in the job description. But because we're dealing with humans here and you all are the ones who are the first to interact with them on a day to day. How would someone how could someone prepare themselves to get into company management, like you mentioned, um, being a company, um, being an intern at with uh, the Lion King, how can someone get into being a company manager? Like what skills, what traits, what classes, what's out there? Um, I think that a lot of things in entertainment and particularly on Broadway, there's usually no straight line path. People get there how they get there, get here how they get there. Sometimes it's a relationship, sometimes it's a school you went to. Um, And similar to being a stage manager, I think that the more you know about what happens in the building, the stronger a company manager you are. So if you're Mm. somebody who has studied studied lighting, has been a musician, you've been a dancer, you've worked in a box office, you've been a lighting designer or a set designer, the more that you know and can have an intelligent conversation with the people, the better you are at your job. Everybody comes with their different, we talk to actors differently than we talk to crew, differently than we talk to our house manager counterparts, differently than we talk to the marketing team. And to be able to talk to have a productive conversation, a respectful conversation with the multiple parties in the building, the better you are. It's like we're responsible for knowing a lot of things, but I think it's impossible to know everything. So you have to be able to utilize your resources. So you can come to it having spent 15 years as a dancer or spent, you know, 10 years as a musician. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of a lot. There are actually a lot of musicians who are company managers because we deal with math. Um, Okay. And. And so I think that that is the best way to prepare, to know as much as you can about what happens in the theater is like the biggest resource you'll have. And you might not use it right away, but when you're sitting, when you're finally sitting in the chair, um, it is the the thing that you will draw on the most. I think that um, it's really helpful to know what everyone is up against in the building. like. 
it, someone's boss may be something on paper, but the person mm-hmm. they're actually answering to can be someone very, very different. And to understand that dynamic and understanding that dynamic is to have been in enough rooms to have seen those kinds of things go down. So I think that that's one. The other thing is you should have some basic computer skills, right? There are a lot of people who have the people skills in order to, to do the job and do that mm-hmm. part of the job well. But the baby steps that you take to build up your knowledge to be able to be a company manager, such as like doing the box office reports and reporting the wraps on a daily basis, that's like a job that will give a lot of people when they first start. And in order to be able to do that, you have to know how to use Excel, right? You have to know how to do a formula. You have to know how to check your work and how to see when something's not adding up correctly and either have attention to detail or know your tricks for finding the details. If that's not your personality, doesn't mean you can't have the job. It just means right. that you have to attack it differently. Um, so knowing Excel, it's a big one. Knowing Word for right now to be able to read a contract, to write a contract, um, and knowing what happens in the building. I think that those are like the three most important things that you should have and do. Um, And then there are other ways, like, you know, people study theater management and administration, but I find that most of those programs are focused on nonprofit and being a nonprofit Ah. company manager is very different than being a commercial theater company manager. Not that there's not some overlap, but the skill set that's required and what you're responsible for can be very, very different. And so, yes, you can study in school. There are things that, you know, you can talk about, but really it is knowing how to use Excel, knowing how to speak to people, knowing how to read a contract, and then Ah. letting people know that you're interested in the work and having those relationships to help you actually get there. Well, that's good. I mean, that's good to know, though, because I think sometimes we we're like, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to study theater management. And to hear that it's commercial theater is different than nonprofit theater. And I think we know that because we're in the industry. But I don't know that a lot of people on the outside looking in, you know, know and or understand how commercial theater and nonprofit theater um, differentiate. So thanks for highlighting that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So along the way, have you had, what other influences have have you had um, throughout your career? Well, I mean, I have mostly only ever worked in entertainment, which I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, But (laughs) I, even on, you know, my time, between shows, I will do wardrobe for TV or I will do accounting. I've done accounting. That's what I did um, during the shutdown was when I was okay. a, I was an accountant for 90 Day Fiance. And so I, which was like a, I love oh reality my. TV. And so I was like, <laughs> I'm getting a reality TV job during the shutdown. What can I do? And what can I do that's going to make me a better company manager? So I like went to right. be an accountant. Uh, and I did. I learned a ton. Um, and the application, and you know, it's always fun to see what the parallels are between the different mediums and entertainment. So that mm-hmm. was that was great. Um, you know, I like that sponge, right? When they told me when I was an undergrad that I was to learn what everybody does and how they do it and shadow everybody and talk to everybody and at least know that that's always kind of been my thing. I've been a stage manager. I've 
worked on like lighting crews. I've done wardrobe. I've done a bit of wardrobe, you know, and, and I've been an accountant. So I, I have just been gathering all the experiences. And I feel like the more that I do, the better I am as a company manager and the more people I know, you know, right. like, oh, we're, you know, doing wardrobe and shopping TV shows in New York. You know, you have somebody who needs an opening night dress or has press mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And I have a relationship with a lot of the studio services, um, people who work at Saks and Bloomies and all those different stores. Right. All of those things kind of contribute to, you know, just being better at this. Right. So earlier you talked about you know, at the Lion King, um, being able to being able as a as a woman of color to hand them their paychecks mm-hmm. and them seeing you. Can you talk about charting, you know, your own course as a woman of color in this industry and the impact of having someone like you as a member of management? When you're young and you have jobs, people think that you don't want to work for whatever little bit of money that they're offering. Mm -hmm. And so my initial hurdle was, oh, you have more experience than this. So the answer is no. So then I thought to myself, okay, like I went on a tour and I came back and I was like, okay, I think what I need to do is to go to grad school. And that's how I ended up at the Columbia Theater Management and Producing Program, which was also great that it's you know, a lot of people have gone through the program, but it's really commercial theater focused if you're a theater manager mm-hmm. and uh, you spend time in the different offices and the people who are actually running Broadway are actually teaching these courses. And it was a great way for me to build relationships, to learn the nitty gritty of how the job actually gets done. Um, and from there, I could really, I, I would say that everyone in my cohort, there were five of us, everyone is doing really, really well, right? There's a Tony Award winning producer. We have a press agent. We have somebody who's gone on to like run Indemol Entertainment, um, wow. right? So everyone's been really successful. And to me, it was like, for us, it was the, just like the stepping, the bridge to the gap. So yes, we learned mm-hmm. something, but the relationships that we took from there really kind of um, were the things that have paid the most dividends. Um, while there, we had a class in theater development, like audience development, which I know that we've been talking a lot about since you know the murder of George Floyd, right. which is, you know, yes, sure, yes. But to me, I'm like, we've been having this conversation for 20 years. I was having this conversation when I was in grad school, and I'm pretty sure my parents were like, well, we were having that conversation when we were in school, Mm -hmm. Um, right, talking about how we get different audiences Mm -hmm. into the theater and paying money to see theater. And... yeah, and one of right, and the answer, I don't know what the answer to that is. I know that the dollars are out there. That's a different discussion, right? Um, <laughs> and I could talk about that all day long. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, but while I was there, there I had a, pers- a professor, Donna Walker Kuhn, who. Yeah. Had just written a book about, you know, who is being invited to the table. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like I, one that had a big impact on me. And like, that's exactly what I think all the time. I'm like, there are people sitting around here. My family is their theater goers if they think it's for them. Mm -hmm. My parents saw everything. My family that lives in New Jersey, just on the other side of the Hudson River, they've seen Hamilton. They've seen the color purple, right? They will go see it if they think that it is for them. And so, you know, I've always, I wrote a paper when I was in school called Broadway Makes My Ass Hurt because (laughs) Russell Simmons had his deaf poetry jam and he had this piece in the New York Times that was like, Broadway Makes My Ass Hurt. So my show has a DJ. I have this. And people, my theater is going to be packed eight shows a week because we are going to be speaking the language, doing the things that people who look like me want to actually see and they're going to pay to come see it. Um, And so I was very fired up about that in school. And Donna Mm -hmm. really was like, "Okay, you're engaged. She's like, well, let's go. You're going to come help me do this grassroots effort. And I'd be out in Brooklyn at the fairs and at parades, handing out things, talking to people, talking up to shows that were her clients. Um, And so still to this day, like even when we had that discussion about Anomo, like all of those things still weigh in my hand. In my mind, they are still the principles with which you get people to come to the theater. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So, you know, like, so there's, there's that part of it. So she helped me out um, and really, like, helped me open my mind and change the way that I talk about theater and commercial theater and audience development. And I think that oftentimes people, when they have people of color on their team, for whatever reason, they're hoping that they'll be able to talk about the things that they think are their blind spots Right. And so sometimes you have to be the resident black person. Yes, yes, yes. And I've always been someone until very recently. I had a negative experience with that. But I've never had a problem being the resident black person. You want me to tell you? Right. Are people going to think that this is racist? The answer is yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or is (laughs) is this offensive? Yes. Yes. Have you left this group of people out? Yes. Right. Or whatever it is. I I don't mind being that person. Mm -hmm. I also don't mind like making people feel better about something bad that they've done. Right. And so being able and open to do that, I think, has allowed me into a lot of spaces um, that maybe I would not have been allowed in previously. Right. And now it's just like age. There are a lot of people that I have now gone through the ranks with. Right. And so their perception of me, instead of not being somebody that they wanted to go to P-Town or Fire Island with, or not being someone that they see at their bar all the time, or not being their nephew, 
Mm-hmm. I'm now the person who was an intern at the same time, the person who was in grad school at the same time. And so I think that there is a level of acceptance of me and who I am that just right. has to do with familiarity. And so to have gone to the same schools, to go through the same programs, to work on the same blocks, to talk about the offices that we survived, right? Mm-hmm, there's, mm-hmm. there's that part of it that I think is um, one of the privileges that I carry with me that some people who are newer into the industry don't actually have. And it's not lost on me that, that I have that. Right. Well, and it's like you said earlier, it's about the relationships and it's the relationships mm-hmm. that you've built and that you've that you've nurtured. And and clearly throughout those relationships, you've you've proven to be authentic and and be consistent. And, and that's why there's that level of of trust that that trust and credibility that you've established, you know, within this industry. I'm a what you see is what you get. I will tell you one time, you know, I sit in an interesting position where people come to me first with a lot of things. And I think that because of my age and all those other things, that that's also true in the offices and not just with my companies. And so I will tell you one time that something is like not great, or I will give you the heads up that somebody is offended by something or you've done a wrong, right? I'll, I'll tell you one time, and then I feel like it's on you to address it or not, but I'm right. not really going to, I'm not going to like beat you over the head about it. I'll just go on and mind, mind my own business. Right. But Kim, people appreciate that. And that's why I say you, you show up authentically and you're consistent consistently the same because, you know, although we had never, you know, met in person, I know people who know you and they're like, and they all say the same thing, which are great things. You know, they're like, oh yes, you gotta meet Kim. She's very, she, she is, she's gonna tell you like it is and it's great and it's wonderful. And if you, if you need an advocate and you need someone, that's who you want. So that's why I say that you've established yourself, you know, within this industry and, and people, people know who you are and they respect you and they respect your voice and they respect your position. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad now to finally have had the opportunity <laughs> to, to chat with you. So last question, we asked this of all of our guests. Um, what is one piece of advice you'd like to share with the future black leaders of Broadway? You never know. Who is going to be the person that is going to get you to where you want to go? You don't know if you're sitting next to them. You don't know if they're working for you. And so to get to know as many people as you possibly can and to have a respectful, mutually beneficial relationship with them is like how you survive around here. That coupled with take all of the meetings, take all of the meetings, that, like that is how, which is, ties into the relationship part of it, like that is how you survive and excel in this space. Take those meetings. Take all it's of like the a, meetings. It's like a running theme. It's a mm-hmm. running theme. And it's so true. Well, Kim, thank you so much for taking the time to to chat with us today. And I look forward to to seeing you uh, again. Yeah, me too. I'm so glad we did this. Thank you. 
I want to thank our guests and you, our listeners. You could have been doing anything else, but you chose to spend your time with me, and I am grateful. Be sure to subscribe at bpn.fm slash bbb so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, tell a friend. I'm your host, Janine Scott, and we at the Broadway League hope you enjoyed this episode of the Black Business of Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.